0: The Trump administration has just imposed new U.S. immigration restrictions on an additional six countries. Restrictions are now in place for visa applicants in Nigeria, Tanzania, Eritrea, Sudan, Kyrgyzstan, and Myanmar. That's also known as Burma. Up until now, travel bans were limited to people from Iran, Libya, Somalia, Syria, Yemen, North Korea, and Venezuela. In June 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the president does have the authority to do that, to impose immigration restrictions based on national security concerns. We'll hear with more from Beirut, Lebanon, is U.S. diplomat George Fadag. Dr. Fadag served as a counselor officer at several high-risk U.S. embassies. He's author of the new book, Pro-American Immigration, Common Ground in Our Immigration Strategy. Dr. Fadag, good to have you with us all the way from Beirut. So... Why did the president add more countries to the so-called travel ban list?
1: Well, Gary, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, when you listen to the, the mainstream media, it's, uh, it's, it's simply a matter of racism, uh, bigotry, and separating families, but I don't believe that. In my mind, uh, the travel ban is, is a tool used by the United States government and other governments as a, as for, di- for diplomatic purposes in order to push political objectives. Let's look at Syria, for example. Syria has been ravaged by years of civil war and, um, and, and, and different, different terrorist groups. We find that the security posture in Syria does not allow for the Syrians and the, and the Americans to have an exchange for security or uh, information purposes. So it makes sense that there would be a full travel ban in Syria. If we look at Iran, the situation is a little bit different. the the relationship has also been quite shaky for the past 40 years. We've used different diplomatic tools such as sanctions, military strikes, but at the same time, the president has constantly left the door open for a new Iran deal. And I think it's not a coincidence that the door is open for students to get visas to come to the US. The last example is in Nigeria. Nigeria is an ally of the United States. Uh, It's one of our major trading partners But we also have uh, an issue in Nigeria, which is Boko Haram, another terrorist group. There is a travel ban in Nigeria, but it's only for immigrant visas.
0: George, I've done a lot of international traveling over the past 25 years. I've often heard from Christians in places like Egypt, Pakistan, Syria, Iraq, that they have faced discrimination in the visa application process, that Muslims in those countries have been treated much more favorably over the years in gaining approval to enter the U.S. So is that policy changing?
1: Gary, I cannot say it's a policy. As a former consular officer, I can, I can tell you that uh, the American consular officer does not discriminate based on religion. Uh, So while folks may feel that way, uh, the reality in terms of the actual decision making process by consular officers at embassies is we we make decisions on cases based on the merit of the case, not based on the religion of the um, of the applicant.
0: Now, while President Trump promised to increase the number of Christian refugees allowed into the United States, a Cato Institute study found Christian refugee admissions during President Trump's first two years actually dropped. 50% 50% lower than during President Obama's presidency. I guess Muslim admissions also been down under Trump by about 72%, but why are we not allowing more persecuted Christians into the United States?
1: Well, I think it's uh, it's more a matter of the, um, the, the workload at the embassies. So it's, uh, again, I don't want to say it's Christian versus Muslim, but rather, you know, qualified applicants versus unqualified applicants.
0: I've talked to a number of national security and immigration uh, experts on this show who have said potential Middle East terrorists have entered into our country illegally on the U.S. southern border with Mexico. So what should we do about that, George? I think this
1: is one of the priorities of this administration, which is to secure the borders. And, uh, And a lot is being done on that front. We need to continue uh, with the vetting process. We need to continue with various forms of border security. I think that uh, we're moving in a good direction, but, certainly, I think this administration would agree that uh, we need to do as much as we can to make sure that the folks who are entering the United States are friendly to the United States, but, in addition to that, qualified to enter the United States. So the law of the United States is that to come to America as an immigrant, you have to be able to demonstrate that you will not be public charge or somebody who depends on public welfare programs. You can do this by having a sponsor somebody from the United States, an American or a legal permanent resident, sponsor your uh, your application financially to make sure that you're financially cared for while you're in the U.S. And the Trump rule is just going a step further with that. So I think by having rules that are really consistent with the laws, we're taking good steps to securing the country. Because this is one of the things in, in, in my book uh, is based on this, whereas if we have rules That are not consistent with the laws,
0: there creates gaps, and those gaps can be manipulated. Okay, it's all about enforcing the rules on the book. And your book is Pro-American Immigration, Common Ground in Our Immigration Strategy. Dr. George Fadag, thanks for sharing your time and insights.
1: Thank you, Gary.